All right, we have a critical situation at the Martin household. Five teenage girls are trapped and the augers are attacking them. Now, scat team, we need to act Wait, excuse fast. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. What What are we called? The scat team. What? The scat team, the special control attack team. I'm so, uh, maybe I'm mishearing you. What are we called? We're called the scat team. Now, look, time is critical. Kelly, did Ashley, say, Lisa, Cindy, said, and Megan need us. Did you, are you saying scat? Scat, yes. S-C-A-T, scat. Uh, so we are called scat. We're the scat team. We're, we are, I'm not on the scat, uh, no. Oh my God, they're draining Megan's blood. Oh my God, the carnage. Oh Jesus Christ, we have to do something. I'm not doing anything as long as we're called scat team. Well, it looks like everyone's dead. We play slash watch controversial FMV slasher Night Trap this week on How Did This Get Played? Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest video games of all time. I'm Nick Weiger alongside Heather Ann Campbell. Hey, I'm Heather Ann Campbell beside Matt Apodaca. That's me. Hi, and I'm I'm betwixt Nick Weiger and Heather Campbell. We're all aware with how we're oriented around the table at this point. Our game this week is Night Trap. It's a full motion video horror game originally released in 1992 for Sega CD in which you control a security system monitoring a house full of teenagers and use traps to prevent them from being killed by the vampiric augers. And to help us discuss this madness, our guest is a writer and comedian from Inside Amy Schumer, The Break with Michelle Wolf, and The Simpsons. Christine Nangle. Hi, Nangle. Hello. I am sitting to Heather Campbell's right across from Nick and uh, in a different way across from Matt. <laughs> if anyone out there in our in our mentions wants to try to draw a diagram of what they think the table <laughs> looks like, um, and I'll also give you a little bit more color, there is an empty chair to my left. So, yeah, if you just, if anyone wants to take a crack at that, and then we'll see who gets closest. Yeah, there, you won't win. And, in fact, we might make fun of you. <laughs> we will, you'll win. We'll make fun of you on the next episode. Um, Nangle, thank you so much for being here. You are our, our – and, and, you know uh, – you, you were telling us going in that you're not really someone who plays video games, but we we were interested in your perspective on this game in particular because it, it isn't something that you necessarily need to be a gamer to approach. Um, uh, but we'll get to that in a second. But do you have any games from your memory, anything you ever played in the past? Um, I like that I'm welcome here to approach a game. That's, that's funny. <laughs> you know who could approach this? Nangle. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to say I'm not a gamer, but it's. I was thinking about it in terms of like, you know when there's some viral story about a YouTuber and a lot of people, their take on it is, well, I guess like this is the first time I'm hearing of this makeup person. Right. Uh-huh. And they're saying that as a way to like, let you know that they're better than you because they never heard of this influencer or whatever. Yeah, you don't follow D-Jams as he plays Fortnite on Twitch. And now he's in a... a, has a beef with a hair makeup person. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm not going to be like Is that, all that real? person. Yeah. They I, shot each other. Jesus. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but I did used to play video games. I had to call my brothers. Uh, 
I called my brother to check in because he has an excellent memory. And I was trying to remember games that we played. And when I think the first time I was on Doughboys, I had to do the same thing and say, like, where did we ever eat? Because he right. remembers. Are, are those universes crossed? Am I allowed to mention that? I don't, um, I don't know if we've done that yet. We've never... I think you've mentioned it before. This is oh, Nick's, I have mentioned my This podcast. is Nick's only podcast. Yeah, we're say that. Canonically, this is my only podcast. <laughs> um, no, I, it's this podcast about these uh, soldiers um, right. <laughs> from World War One. Right. Um, anyway, so yeah, we we didn't get video like any kind of Nintendo until later, like after everyone else did. Or same with cable, same with everything. So we would go to neighbors' houses and play things. So I got a neighbor that had Atari and a neighbor that had like some sort of like comp- game on their computer that was mm. like an Olympics game. Mm. Um, okay. But why are you laughing? No, I'm <laughs> smiling. Um, but I remember we when we had Nintendo, it was like Duck Hunt, Mario, Super Mario. Uh, Mario, I don't know how to say it. Right? I, like I like the Mario. Mar- I like the Mario. Mario, Mario. <laughs> I remember the first time that someone we heard someone say Mario, and we we're like, "That's not right. It's Mario." Were you a? Were you a? This is, is this a Philly affectation? Yes. Okay. But we would say War, Wario. 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 Wario and Mario. <laughs> we would say Wario because you know that it's. About war, so we would say what? <laughs> right? Is it, is it Wario? I mean, I like this interpretation. <laughs> I thought because Wario is bad Mario, right? Yeah, yeah he's bad Mario. So isn't it because of war? Well, in Japan, Warui is bad, so Wario <laughs> is like a pun. But uh, I like that he's Wario. I thought, yeah. it was war, I thought it was war, like yeah, war, like yeah. I don't think that's a crazy thing, right? No, um, but we we eventually got Sega. Genesis, and I think, I don't remember if it was on Sega or Nintendo, and I just call every video game system Nintendo uh, at this point, but the, we had Where in the World is Carmen San Diego. Oh, Did yeah. You played that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm giving away my age, which is 23. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I know. I'm sorry. Don't hate me. Uh, but we played a lot of Contra. We oh, played, yeah. Uh, my brother and I, and then we played uh, Aladdin a lot. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. There was... There was there were two Aladdins. One was really good. I hope you had the good one. I wouldn't know. What? There was a Super Nintendo and a Genesis one that were different? And the Genesis one had great animation and pretty fucking baller soundtrack. Right. And then the Super NES one was like ugly brother. It was it was definitely Sega because we didn't have Super NES. Fuck yeah. We just had regular Nintendo. All right. Cool. It was fun. That's like the Mortal Kombat's. Super Nintendo version we sucks. Had we had marbles. Some game with marbles. Marble, Marble Madness. Madness. Marble Madness. We had Jeopardy. We had some sort of Pictionary game. We had Pictionary. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it could have been win, lose, or draw. Oh, oh that's true. Um, and uh, I had this yeah. game, this game called Anticipation for NES. That I was like, it was intended to be a multiplayer game, but I only played it by myself. And it was, it, it was like, a, it was like a win, lose, or draw. Like you'd see something, sl- you'd see a computer hand slowly draw an object, and you have to guess what it was. That's maybe what it was. That might be what it is. And then I played it enough where I like memorized what everything was from the first couple yes. pen strokes, so I could just like, I we just. Auto one, yeah, um, yeah. That that was that was probably what it was. We we had a lot of fun playing, and then one year, um, I gave it up for Lent. Oh. I gave like wow Sega up for Lent. Uh, we grew up very Catholic, and then I just never went back to it. So like I just that's kind of where my gaming ended because I just stopped. So your Lent ended 
for this podcast after all that time? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We, you guys ended my Lent. <laughs> we appreciate you doing that. I yeah. gave up video games for Lent when I was a boy, and my reward was Kingdom Hearts 2. Whoa, yeah. very That's cool. Great. When yeah. you were a... Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 yes. Yes, I'm young. <laughs> I'm sorry about Jesus. it. It's hard to be young. Right. It's so hard to be young. All my bones work. <laughs> I've, I played video games since, but it was yeah. just like, I wasn't like, you know, I got to come home from school and play this game or whatever. It just like left my system the need to be playing. So, right. So you had this thing I've heard about called friends. <laughs> yes. Okay. Cool. And activities. Ah. <laughs> got it. So, and uh, moving from, Pivoting from from games in general to this week's game, do you have a, 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 had you ever heard of this before? You ever heard of Night Trap? No. So, uh, and, and but like, how about slashers and horror movies in general? Are you like a fan of the genre? No. Okay. You, do you stay away? Do you not like not like scary things or? I don't like scary things, especially things that involved uh, the supernatural world. Mm. Um, is that also a Catholic thing? I, maybe. I don't know. I believe that it's all possible, which is why I'm terrified of it. Oh, wow. Um, even so. like even like ghouls? Wait, you think that games are actually happening, so you can't <laughs> give her shit about yeah, games. Maybe shit. Like, you got scared. You get scared at Resident Evil 1. Yeah, why well, don't I know that it's not happening? Uh, but you get actually scared, which means that you think it's real or could endanger you. Okay, look, the PlayStation era games weren't scary, but once we got to, like, I think Doom 3 was the point where I was like, this is too scary for me. I can't handle this. All right, three times the doom. It's, it is <laughs> scary. Scary games. They reached a le- they reached a level of realism where I can't handle them anymore. So like, yeah, I, I'm with you. But like, like you think all the supernatural stuff? There's a possibility of it being real. In a way, like I I don't think I have like any kind of thesis statement right. about ghosts or ghosts specifically. Okay. Or like some sort of bad energy. I don't have like a specific thing that I believe other than like yeah maybe. And I, like, live by myself, so I'm, you know, I'm, like, a lady that lives by myself, so I've imagined every possible way to die or get Mm. haunted. Right. So um, I don't need that in my entertainment life. I I I don't believe in ghosts, but have seen one. No. Whoa. Oh, God. God. (laughs) Like, I've legit seen a ghost. Full blown. No other word to describe the thing that I saw. Also don't believe in ghosts. (laughs) Huh, it's what, true. Wait, what? In what scenario did you see a ghost? I saw a ghost with another person. Uh huh. In the corner of my room. Wait, it, wait. You were with another person, and you both saw the ghost. Yeah, we both. So I, I saw a ghost. Uh huh. And I was like, hey, I thought it might have been a burglar or something. And I was like, hey, do you do you see do you see like a person in the corner of the room? And she goes, over by the closet. And then it. Pointed at both of us no. and walked towards us. Oh my god! And she knocked over a lamp, and we turned on the lights, and and it was gone. And that was the ghost that I saw in the regular world. Even though I don't believe in life after death, spiritual events, anything, but saw the only word I can use is ghost or like I don't know, like figment, right? Time traveler, uh, interdimensional. Multiverse being, it was fucking wow. terrifying. Well, I saw Toy Story four, but I don't believe in Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so if you had a burglar come into your home, you would say, "Hey, do you see that burglar?" Well, so I mean, because I had been staring at it for so long, and I'm like, "Is it a jacket? It doesn't make any it wasn't, sense." It wasn't mm. moving. No, it wasn't moving. It was, I'll demonstrate in the room. I'll demonstrate in the room. Okay, Heather is standing up. So, 
She is. The couch is over here. Okay. And uh, I have like a wardrobe here. Okay. Okay. Someone can please draw this diagram. Yeah, please illustrate what Heather is doing. I just saw this standing beside my wardrobe. Heather is standing with her back to the corner of the uh, uh, of the studio. Right. And then I was like, "Hey, do you see that person over there?" Because I thought it was a coat. Right. I was like, "You were like joking." I was like, "They can't. It can't be a person." But it looks like a person. Do you see the person? Like, that's what you would say if you were convinced there was no person. Right. Yeah. Right. And right. then as soon as she went over by the closet, it went boom. No, like, she's pointing. No, wow. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Now she's sitting down at a chair to my left. Put her headphones back on. <laughs> anyway, that was, oh, that's, that's my real, that's a real ghost thing. So what, was it, did it look like a human? Like, did it have like, a skin color it, and it, hair? No, it was uh, an entirely, like, shadow being. Uh, that had depth. Right. right. Like a three-dimensional shadow being. Yeah. I just moved into a new sublet by myself with no bars <laughs> on the windows, and I've been slept like a total of three hours, so this is this is why I don't watch these movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe it was an auger. It may be, but it didn't walk like an auger. Oh, right. It didn't Augers, have a weird loping gait. The, like, the, like it's shit its pants. <laughs> <laughs> the monsters in this game walk like they have a full dump. Right. <laughs> they can't. That's the, well, they're, look, they're looking for a bathroom yeah. the entire time. That's why oh, they're so mad. Yeah. We yeah. shouldn't have gone to Golden Corral before we invaded this home. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the Night Trap this week's game, Augers are the Bad Guys. This game features about 90 minutes of live action video. It takes about 25 to 30 minutes to actually play through if you if you uh, don't get killed. Uh, the big the big star of this game is Dana Plato, who was on the sitcom Different Strokes. She plays an, an undercover agent among the teen girls. The footage was the game was released in 1992, but the footage was actually shot in 1986 for a canceled VHS-based game for a system that never came out called the Hasbro Control Vision. And this game was so... It's weird because it's so tame these days, but at the time it was so controversial that that there was a massive backlash, including congressional investigations, um, and it led to the creation of the Entertainment Software Rating Board, ESRB, rating system that's still in use to this day, and it was the game was actually taken off by uh, the market by Sega voluntarily in response. Um, the game I, yeah. rating system was created because of this and Mortal Kombat. And Mortal Kombat. Kombat was the other one. And it, games have gotten so much more graphic right. since it came out that it, it received an M for Mature at yeah. the time. Like the first M for Mature. And now it's been... It's I think been, it's rated M for midriff. <laughs> <laughs> now it's rated T for teen. Right. Because they were like, oh, we really we really blew our wad on this one. This yeah. we really panicked about nothing. Yeah. It kind of backfired in terms gross? of should I not have said blue blue wad? It's okay. I think it's okay. okay yeah, Matt and I think it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for stopping and asking yeah. us. I've seen wads, but I don't believe them. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it, it like kind of almost, I guess, ironically led to games getting more violent and sexual because they had license to be like, okay, we're gonna release an M-rated game and it'll just be loaded with like fucking with fucking and and murder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's it, yeah, because games have definitely gotten gorier as, uh, since then. Um, but have Heather and Matt, have either of you play, played this game prior to this episode? I did. You did. Okay. So when I was a kid, I got like 
if I got straight A's all year long, then I was allowed, I was rewarded with video games because it was the only thing I liked. Mm. And uh, so one, the one year I got a Genesis and then the next year I got a Sega CD or one, mm-hmm. or like three years later, whenever the fuck it came out. Uh, and so I had, a, I was the only person I knew who had a Sega CD. Yes. And my parents had no, so I could, I could rent Sega CD games that they were always available because nobody else had a Sega CD system. Mm-hmm. So I rented Night Trap and played it back in the day. And the thing that you don't get of the out of the new Switch is the loading time was so awful. Oh wow! Right. Like if you press, if you like went to trap a dude, it would be like. Like you'd hear the CD spinning and the screen would freeze and it would like blink to black and then (laughs) you'd see him fall through and then it would freeze and then it would blink to black and then go forward again. God, those, those single speed CD drives were so, so slow. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I actually, I think the, I think I had like King's Quest for, uh, that was on CD. One of the King's Quest games was like re-released on CD and I, and uh, I had it on my PC and yeah, it was like literally like, it was like, it felt like four minutes to get this game to load like some data from off of this disc. Um, But yeah, so it's been re-released a few different times so you can still kind of play the content, but you can't really capture what it was like at the, uh, at that moment. Um, And uh, so getting into this game, it's got like it starts with this this intro sequence that's like very very eighties and really sort of like sets the tone of what you're going to be this this sort of campy kitschy horror thing that you're going to be this world that you're going to be living in uh, and right away you meet the commandos of the special control attack team the unfortunately acronymed SCAT. Is Scat is like a shit movie, right? Scat, yeah, Scat is like a sh- it's become a shit thing. I it's get it animal. must it's ad- it's usually used for animal droppings. Yeah, animal droppings, but now it's become like a like a short term for a category of pornography. The, uh, so I'm, okay. yes, yeah, right. I mean, Scat Scat porn like shit porn. Yeah, <laughs> I guess also like doing it in real life too. But even back then, it was still like it meant shit. It still meant shit. It's crazy that they called it Scat. Yeah. It's like just like there are so many of all the acronyms you could use. It felt like they were they did that intentionally. They right? had to have. Maybe that's what the MA was about. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like this acronym. <laughs> my my favorite part about the the intro sequence is that they they show you this remote. Yes. That they're like we've got control over the system of the of the house, and on the remote is the logo Night Trap. Right. Which, <laughs> yeah, asks makes you ask a lot of questions about like the reality of this world, right? There, everybody in the world uses Night Trap as like a a thing. Like right. they sing about it. They have it. Like it's it's mm-hmm. in the world. It's like if if like in a Batman movie, Batman was wearing a t shirt for Batman. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, uh, do you have a uh, Matt? You have a do you have a little clip of the intro you can play for us? Uh, yeah, I have that right here. Okay. I'm Sims, SCAT Team Commander, SCAT Mission 230. Five teenage girls on their way to a weekend house party at the old Lakeshore Winery house of Mr. and Mrs. Victor Martin and their two children, Jeff and Sarah. Your mission. So this guy, this is Lieutenant Sims, who's like a non-union Tom Selleck. Um <laughs> Sims Sims looks like every white baseball player from 1991. Just <laughs> a guy with a mustache and a and a, and a like a near mullet. Uh, but so he's a. Uh 
it, this guy is this guy is kind of like the like steering you through giving all the exposition um and then uh he explains yeah he explains this whole detail and he says that there's an undercover agent there are five girls heading to the house plus an undercover agent uh who works for scat and they've also as heather as heather said they've gained control of the house's security system and traps and it's your job to monitor them um so the gameplay is basically you're toggling between eight different security cameras that are watching various parts of the house you wait for bad guys to appear on one of the feeds and then you trigger a trap to, to kill them, which is like timing based. Yeah. Yeah. This game is super ambitious. Right. Like, I don't like when I sat down and played it, I barely remembered. I was like, oh, this is this is going to suck. But it's got a lot of shit happening. It's it's really like a it's it's like a Steven Soderbergh experimental film and that there's like eight different things happening at one contemporaneously and you can like toggle you're toggling between them. Yeah. And so like if you I kind of wish there was a way to just watch it like there was a way to just to just let it autoplay so you could just sort of like observe absorb all the different clips at once. Cause I, for me, the main issue with this is uh, you can only see the store. If you're actually trying to play this game, you can only see the story in very small chunks. Like, and, and you miss a huge amount of it. You too. miss a lot of it. The, you have to like exit out of a dialogue scene to go kill an auger. And then you come back and you're like, wait, what the fuck happened? The better you are at the game, the less of the story you see. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not clear. Like what, they don't tell you right away what the augers are. No, like, the the parents um, are like, we have to go to a dinner party at the augers. So That's it what it seems sounds like. like a, or a charity event. Yeah, it's like sounds like it's German neighbors or something. Right. And then they ne- and then the, you start seeing these guys in all black, like going around. But they never tell you these are the bad guys right off the bat. No. Like it's it's not it was wasn't clear to me if they were the scat team members we just saw. Mm. Um, so I thought that was confusing. They're yeah. they're kind of a scat team. They all shit their pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's also I mean like so you're okay. Let's the logic here is yes. You're watching the thing right, and you can control the traps. And there's a SWAT team that is not going into the house. A uh, scat team, but yes. But they have, <laughs> but they have guns ready to go. They have guns ready to go. They they have full commando gear. What are but, they waiting for? Uh, no, that what? I don't know. <laughs> and also, it's like I, this is one of my bigger question was questions is like your tra- the family set the traps right? Yes. So, yes. So uh, they trap humans. Yes. So you're using the traps to catch the augers. Yes. But how is that helping anybody if the augers belong to the family anyway? Yes. And why didn't the family just kill the people right away? Because you learn yes. that they have power. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm a gamer now. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to justify the logic because, like, uh, like obviously they have a th- they have a thing where they lure teen girls. They use their daughter to lure these teen girls to this house, and then they kill them and harvest their blood for sustenance. So, but yeah, why don't they just kill them immediately when they get them there? Maybe I guess you have to be one of those. You just have to give it be like to accept that it's like a convention of like, oh, they're going to draw it out for whatever reason. That's also, part of the game. Also, is this an extra legal? Is Scat an extra legal like undercover op that's like paramilitary? Because oh, wow. why wouldn't you just? Like you have a search warrant. Right. right. Kids went missing. Search the house. Right. Find the traps. I mean, as soon as you have video footage of the traps existing, yeah. right. 
that's it. Like all the cops should show up. I like it's this fan theory of there's some sort of like a vigilante teen protection force that just isn't (laughs) authorized by the government. They do use the word teenagers a lot in the instructions. It's like, find the teenagers. You have to save the teenagers. There's teenagers on the way. Yeah. um, And and there's no shortage of teens that they throw in there. Um, uh, So, yeah, you you get the you, you. So let's talk about the augers real quick before we get to the teens. Can I just say, and this is an issue I find I have with the Underworld film franchise. Oh, boy. The name, <laughs> bear with oh me, bear with me. The name Augers is just a terrible name for bad guys. It just, like, I hate here, like, Augur, like, what the fuck is that? It sounds bad. Like, I just don't like to, like, it's like in Underworld, they call the werewolves lichens. I'm just like, what, why, what the fuck do you ever say lichens for? Werewolves sounds cooler. But lichen is like, I mean, that's like Nosferatu. It's like an older word. I understand that but werewolf the word sounds cooler it's like if you had like a zombie movie and you called them like 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 dettos <laughs> like it's like like i'm just like i don't want or dettos i'm not walkers. scared of dettos walkers is fine walkers sounds cool augers sounds terrible we're all walkers why <laughs> why is walkers okay but augers isn't they're almost the same word Nick. but auger is like what the fuck is that like i'm thinking of a tool like that's what you're you're evoking I, I guess I'm, a, I'm out on a limb here. I guess I'm alone. Yeah, you are alone. You're alone sitting across from me and right. Heather and Matt left. Our engineer, Devin, is in behind a pane of glass uh, outside our, stain, our soundproof studio. So if you guys want to include Devin in the diagram, that would be helpful as well. Especially relative to where Heather was standing when she was uh, doing her, her telling her ghost anecdote. Especially. Yeah. Here, here's, Especially. <laughs> here's a deep cut for why they're called augers. Yes. Because they walk like Agra from the Dark Crystal. That's why they're called augers. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy, Heather. Augers is- Yeah, that's what it is. Any German word sounds a little scary. Mm-hmm. And I think it works for me. Well, fine. I'm alone. <laughs> Um, so these guys, they, they, that's they, the, that's the rest of your notes. That was your big, that one. was all I was going <laughs> to have a fucking 15 minutes on boggers. Just deviate from well, can it. I, ta- I want to talk about yes. Dana Plato for yes. a second. Yes. Oh, Dana boy. Plato. So she is, uh, they're like, um, Lieutenant Sims. It's like, we, I have someone on the inside and then they show her photo and someone goes a kid and she's a teenager. And so I don't, it's not clear if she's already friends with these girls or how she infiltrated this teen girl thing. Her name is Kelly. Yes. <laughs> and it's just always funny that it's, she's like, Mike, this is Kelly. Like the least kind of like official police name. Right, right. <laughs> and she's extremely bad at her job. Horrible at her job. They're all, all of scat team, the scat team is bad at their jobs yes. because when they show up, when they finally do what Heather was saying, they almost all get killed immediately. Yeah. She's been embedded in a random group of teenage <laughs> girls right. for years, <laughs> hoping that they will be used as bait. Yeah. yeah. In a undercover op to uh, to catch the what were the names of these guys the wit the the, the wait uh, the augers no, no the, the Martin fam- family the Martin the Martin family yeah. yeah to catch the Martins yes so yes. she went to school with these girls to use like she's the worst human <laughs> <laughs> so all these teens show yes. up and they are they are sh- they show up singing row row in a van yeah. singing row <laughs> row row your boat yes. right. which is great. <laughs> 
It's like the the they wanted to use like Van Halen's Panama fl- playing from the stereo or something like that, and then the rights fell through. So like, ah, oh, fuck, have them sing a public domain song. I don't know. Um, and then they uh, and the kids all and and Kelly the who is the char- the Dana Plato character talks to the camera, uh, says something about you and me in control. We're going in. Um, the Martins come outside to meet the teens. Sydney, Ashley, Megan, Lisa, Danny, Kelly. We actually have we actually have that clip. I think what Here we can we see if you're right. I bet you are. Ashley. Hi. Megan. Hey. Lisa. Hi. Her little brother, Danny. What's up? And, oh, and Kelly. Nice to meet you, Mr. Martin. Please, call me Victor. He kisses her and it's gross. And it really is. Kelly's the only one who shakes his hand. Right. Everyone else just looks at it. Yeah, she's the, she's the newest member of this clique. And then also... Uh, the just before this, they they apparently are they are set up as her friends from the shopping mall. So that's how <laughs> <laughs> that's how Sarah got uh, made a connection with them. So that's how she got undercover. Was she just hanging out at the mall for Kelly was hanging out at the mall? Yeah, looking trying to get herself as, into a sleeper cell of teen girls. Yeah. Um, Sarah shows up trying to lure all the them back to the Martin estate so they can suck their blood. And so like, is she a teenager or is she an adult in the scat team who just happens to look young? That's a great. question question. I think she's a teenager. She's she's an uh, she's a 12-year-old. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she's even younger than the game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's not. It says they're on their way to a house party, but they're they're just on their way to a house. They're just on their way to hang out there at a house. Yeah, yeah their uh, their idea of a house party is just like going to a house and throwing their own party, which I guess is fine. Yeah. Um, the Martins have a mysterious locked fridge, and there's a frozen red substance that they are are touching in the fri- in the freezer and asking what's this, and they're told it's homemade cherry popsicles. Um, then the Martin parents leave. They leave their creepy their creepy daughter Sarah to run the show. Uh, as the teens then go to the lake for a few minutes. And then the teen boys harass this character we've met called Weird Eddie, which is just like, I guess Weird Eddie's kind of the Boo Radley of this tale. I don't know what that reference is. You don't know To Kill a Mockingbird? Oh, Boo Radley. (laughs) Isn't that what I said? Yeah, you said that. (laughs) (laughs) You said Boo and I got scared, so I immediately just tuned out. I know, you get ghosts on the brain. (laughs) Yeah, he's like this weird neighbor kid that they make fun of, and then uh, later on he has some little bit of heroism. Um, So the teens come back after their brief lake visit, and they start to have a dance. By the way, so there's a real-time clock that's going as part of the UI, and... All the all the events in this game happen in like twenty seven minutes total. So yes. like they go to the lake, they come back, and then and like two minutes of real time has elapsed. It's like everything is super duper accelerated. Yes. So you have to suspend your your disbelief a little bit. Um, but so they start to have a dance party and they play the song on the stereo, which is again uh, it's a diegetic music that is again a reference to Night Trap. Uh, Matt, can we play a little bit of that theme? Tony. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they meet this sunglasses hunk at the end, Tony, uh, after this dance sequence. This is a, a thing I would just say, because I didn't have this game at the time. I, I was a, we were a Nintendo family, so I never had a Sega Genesis. Uh, mm-hmm. my, my brother's friend did, and we'd go over there and play Sonic. But this was a game I remember, I remember seeing, like reading about and hearing the controversy. And I will just say from the perspective of a pornography starved teen boy who's attracted to girls in 1992, 
that this at parts of this game would be impossible for me because you're supposed to go to other rooms while this dance sequence, all these, these scantily clad girls are dancing to the night trap theme. You're supposed to go to other rooms to kill augers, but I really would just want to stay there and try to jack off. Like it would be, <laughs> it would be such a challenge. And there's another, there are other sequences later when they're like in the bathroom, the, yeah. there's a girl in the bathroom, the negligee. And I'm, I'm, I'm making eye contact with Matt cause he knows what's up. <laughs> well, it's, I, that's an interesting point. Cause I mean, uh, I don't want to tip the question block, but yeah. a lot of the questions were about it being horny, like right. being a very horny game. And I guess at the point that I'm at in my life right now, where like any, Anything you could ever want horny is just easily available to yes. you. This was just like, this was like going to church. I was, I didn't care about any of this. It yeah. really, it really makes you appreciate how fast the internet changed everything. One hundred percent. Because like when this game came out, like th- like seeing a girl in a in a bikini top was like a big deal. Oh yeah. And like it like happened once. A, I had to wait for my dad to get the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue so I could see a woman in swimwear. And I think <laughs> nine years after this, I was watching full murders online, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> like live streamed beheadings. Yes, within nine years, not by choice. You you weren't you were forced to watch it. No, they weren't being beheaded by Joyce. <laughs> they didn't ask to be beheaded. Yeah. Cut my head off. <laughs> oh, no. Everyone went from. I mean, there's still prudes still exist, but it went from like being a culture of prudes to a culture of like people who have just seen everything, whether voluntarily yeah. or not. Of sick fucks. Yeah, it's I, culture sick fucks. Can I read? Oh, go ahead. Well, one thing is like every room in this is super well lit. Yes, and it, so it all feels like a Save by the Bell set. Like right, and like that, and it, it has the same vibe. Is saved by the bell where it's like it's adults writing teenagers. It's like it's a no teen. I like I'm I'm curious now. Like you look back on stuff that's set in the 80s and you're like, were teenagers really like that? Like they right. all look older than they were, but like would a bunch of girls come back and pick up a tennis racket and then all crowd around each other and dance? But like, is there anything now that we're we're getting super wrong about teens? You know, I think here's if you want to think about the loop, like the recursive media loop, I think that girls would watch this and then think that's how you party and then do dumb bullshit like this, like pick up a tennis racket and sing. So the media made the parties real. Mm. I think today most parties are just girls looking at their cell phones. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Poorly, poor to dramatize. I think about that with like food fights. I don't think a food fight has ever happened before. Never in real life. (laughs) Never has it happened. John Hughes invented it there's no way yeah that i mean it just it just like it fucking would suck yeah like if someone throws a cupcake at you with like what the fuck you is get your mashed problem? potatoes in your hair your day's over yeah that's all that's a mess <laughs> guys can i read the lyrics to the night trap please song, please yes. <clears throat> can i i wish we had like maybe, i have the song maybe can we play that, a little more of the song yeah, yeah. The song's a banger i wonder if there's a place you could karaoke this to, to booze. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a sound alike to Lionel Richie's All Night Long. It's because yeah. it's elements in common. It's a great song. Night chat. <laughs> Night chat. <laughs> Night chat. <laughs> they are lip syncing this song yeah. at a party 
It, the weird, the world is insane. Yeah. They know, they know that Night Trap. This, this is like a hit song. Yeah. in their world, but it's also a product. Imagine right. if like Coca Cola was somebody's favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's this enough. Show yeah. was on before Night Court. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were trapping everybody. You get caught in a trap, and right. then you end up in Night Court. They, they warn. The song warns the singers: "Watch out behind you. Yes, that boy will find you." Right. Jeez, <laughs> oh, it's in the song. The, there are augers in the house, and they have weird trash pickup weapons that they're going to use to squeeze your necks. Also, what do you think of the lyric, thoughts are down when darkness falls? I mean, that's kind of my internal monologue. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking about uh, the horniness aspect of this. Yeah. And, like, it does feel like, I think, it may, you know, I don't know what age group this is geared towards, but it's definitely geared towards guys. Um and I think it's like when guy when when guys watch these movies um, where there's like teenagers that are in danger, they yeah. probably like there's probably especially like younger guys like like a, I would have saved her, like right. I could have done that, like I would have been like it's like a fantasy of like being able to save this girl and then she like is in love with you or whatever, and right. this lets you play that out where it's like a girl looking to you and be like you have to save us, right? And you're able to, and she's like especially later when there's a a teen girl in a negligee or whatever. Yes. It's like, you're like, I can help her. I can help her. And it, it allows like that kind of fantasy play. Well, the end game is, which is uh, when, when Kelly is the final girl and it, it's like, kind of like a, it, it is like what, to what you're saying. It's like the, uh, a, a man being able to insert himself into a horror trope where it's like, she, instead of being able to fend off these, the Martins by herself, mm-hmm. she turns to you and is like, help me. And then you have to trigger traps to save her. Even though she has a gun. Even though, yeah. Even though she is supposed <laughs> to be a highly trained member of the scat force. Um, do you, uh, uh, so they, so the girls go upstairs after the dance party. They see an, what they they see an auger for the first time. But Sarah, the daughter, Martin, the daughter assumes them uh, assures them that it's nothing. And then a, another scat agent shows up. This is Agent Collins, the token black agent, and he boy is not given <laughs> no. a fun task here. Um, can we play a, a Matt? Can we play a little bit of first of of Agent Collins' entrance? Yes. Here we go. This is how he gets into the house. To help out. Nothing, Chief. Just no heroics, huh? Count on it. I think we should give him the old Jamaican number, aren't you? And out. All right, we can stop it there. And then we can skip ahead to what he means by the old Jamaican number. He is dressed in a loud print shirt and a newsboy cap. Here he comes. Hello, 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 hello. So sorry to disturb you like this. Oh, so sorry no. to budge in. But I was wondering if uh, maybe you had seen me board. Your boat. Uh, me board. Oh. <laughs> He's wearing a shirt that has pies on it. I was going to say his outfit's on point. <laughs> he looks cool. He looks great. Uh, he Collins looks great. But this is, yeah, this the is unfortunate issue. Yeah. End this, please. End this. <laughs> Not a fun ask, a- acting task for that guy. No, that's He also awful. uses the word, j- are you jiving me later? Oh, yeah, oh, later yeah. he does, yeah. Yeah. There's a, I he was mean, probably at where, like was at the Steppenwolf Theater or something yes. like that. And it's like, oh, hey, with the Sega CD game, I right, fuck it, I'll do it. 
Not, not even he t- he filmed this on film for Hasbro. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh yeah, this was going to be huge. It wasn't yeah. even a video game. Right. They, they were like inventing a VHS technology. Right. So he was like, Ugh, I gotta, I gotta take this gig. <laughs> By the way, speaking of Hasbro, little little factoid about the augers. The reason they even exist is that they were originally just vampires, which is like like a lot more clear. But Hasbro was worried about that being too dark, so it forced them to change it. Um, and I think it actually made it. More like darker, right? Yeah, when they explain what the augers are, that's that's super dark. Right, they're like half vampires. They're like half human, half vampires who have been drained of most of their blood, and so they're just trying to survive. And their skin has like fallen off. Yeah, their or skin has fallen yeah. off. Yeah, so that's why they have to be covered in in this this uh, uh, this uh, Metal Gear Solid cosplay. In all um, of my playthroughs, I never heard what the augers were. Right. Well, this is the thing. Again, another frustration in this game. To get the story, you really just have to watch a video of the story elements. Because if you try to play the game and pick up the story as you go, I mean, I don't know how many playthroughs you'd have to do successfully to actually get enough of the cutscenes to piece it all together. Did you guys get to the scene where Lisa describes wanting to test makeup on live animals? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) She's protesting on rats. It's weird. Yeah. Like... Hasbro probably had a lot of notes right. when this is this is being filmed. They're like, oh, let's make the augers, you know, less yeah. scary than vampires. But they never noted the part where one of the teenage girls is like, I am pro-animal testing. Right. <laughs> it probably was a thing where they were like, uh, hey, you know, we're about to, uh, we're, we're in the process of maybe being acquired by ExxonMobil. So <laughs> could you just make animal testing seem like good? Or, or they were about to release a, a board game called like animal testing. <laughs> Where <laughs> <laughs> it's like a set at you know the mall and you're putting makeup on a rabbit. It's like a sequel to Mousetrap. <laughs> Mousetrap. <laughs> it's on after Night Court. <laughs> night Trap, then Night Court, then Mousetrap. <laughs> There's a line I really like, which is one of the girls finds part of an auger's weapon in a closet and and was like, what's this? And Sarah says, oh, my dad collects weird things. <laughs> no follow-up question. <laughs> um, so the, the augers go down to the, the basement, and the, uh, there's a story element here, which you may or may not see, where you see them, you, you first see what's going on with the winery, uh, which is they pull up an upside-down honk uh, up from the... <laughs> Uh, the basement, and they're draining his blood directly into wine bottles. So the glass that he was, Mr. Martin was drinking out of earlier, was actually blood. <gasps> one, blood. Of, one of the things that Hasbro want, like they wanted the weapons and all that stuff to be like not replicable. Like they didn't yeah. want just like a bat or like a syringe. And I feel like the mechanics of the way they drained people was extremely detailed as a result. It's yeah. really because it, so it's basically like a it looks like something that th- this claw arm that's going to be that's going to decapitate somebody like goes around the back of someone's neck and then it has like kind of like a needle element that that goes into their uh their their whatever the fuck this artery is your carotid artery which one is that I don't know man carotid the fuck? carotid artery well, I, pro- I even pronounced it wrong and probably got it wrong uh, whatever the fuck He's this one in your to neck his is penis. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm pointing to my pe- If you want to see it, where in the room my penis is, if you want to draw that in a diagram. It's not where you think. <laughs> People listening, we're going to do that anyway. <laughs> um, and then we have the, after this reveal, we have the most controversial scene, the thing that really got Sega and video game, the video game industry in general in hot water, which was the... The girl in the negligee. Which which girl is this? I, I'm lost track of her. Of I don't her. remember which uh, one. Wait, wait, wait. I, I think it was. I think it was. Uh, Cindy Lisa. Lisa. Isn't it? It Lisa? might be Lisa. Okay. The, the the one who looks like she's from Dynasty. Okay, right. <laughs> so there, there's the other girl who's like looks kind of like a Cindy Lopper. She's like the she's not her. So she goes into the bathroom and because uh, they've all gone upstairs at this point and she gets reverse psycho. There's a guy waiting in the shower for her. She thinks it's a prank. Um, but then more augers come in and if you're successful, she escapes and you're fine. But the death animation that happens is a thing that was that. They, they basically thought was going this game was encouraging violence against women. This scene got this game on the front page of Washington Post, USA Today, and the New York Times. Oh. That weapon is really crazy. It is. So it's three augers coming at her with this weapon. That's right. Putting this thing around her neck. Which then drills into her neck and drains her blood. That's right. That that kind of explains the auger part, that it's a drill bit. But you don't actually see any blood. There's no, no, there's no blood, and she's just dragged out of the room into whatever this uh, ambiguous exit is. So yeah, that was like that was considered so, like just completely controversial. Is it it looks like nothing. Because it was for kids, is that why it was so controversial? I think yeah. At the time, like video games were just thought of as toys, so it was basically like like my children are playing this. And also, I think video games were were even less understood by old the old ass fucks in Congress than they are now. And so they thought like this was like oh you're playing you're mate you're killing this girl. They didn't understand that this was a non interactive cutscene. There's a there's a like the developer asks he's at the Senate hearings and he asks have you played the game and the the senator's like no it's filth i don't need to and like that's that's it like yeah. that's the whole thing that's all of politics guys <laughs> yeah have you tried living on food stamps no <laughs> i have enough um yeah it's the there's also the version i, I guess the version i was when i was watching the story was like the one where she gets away. Oh yeah. But it, it involves her running into the bedroom and then like kind of like pushing her around a little bit. So it is like it it has this other element of like, you know, kind of like a rapiness about it mm-hmm, too, which sure. is like sucks. Right. Uh yeah, I mean it's it's definitely it's definitely at least dark. Right. Um, but it's not like gory. Yeah, um, I mean for horror movies, it's really tame. Exactly. Compared to like when did the movie like Slumber Party Massacre come out? I think before this. And the Slumber Party Massacre is what? fucking it's basically the same premise. It's a bunch of girls in a house having a slumber party and what? they all get fucking murder boy and boy. I've never heard of this movie. Oh, you gotta check it out. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watched that with my friend at uh, my friend Brandon. Shout out Brandon Wurtz. Um and uh at his place and I think we watched the whole trilogy, Slumber Party Massacre. 1982, man. Yeah. yeah, so that was out a while ago, and that's way, way, way more violent. Someone with a power drill shows up and invited to Trisha's high school pajama party. Yeah, there you go. 
Oh, wow. Someone Akin with a to power augers. drill. <laughs> wow. He just wanted to sell them a power drill. <laughs> Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> what was your first scary movie? Was it this? Um, boy, what was my first scary movie? Uh, well, The Train. Yeah, the train, <laughs> train coming at the screen, <laughs> ran the hell out of the theater. <laughs> no, I think the I I don't I think it was an, I think it was a night uh, nightmare on Elm Street. That's okay. what I remember. What, what was yours? Mine was Predator. Predator. Yeah, okay. That's it's got some scary parts. Yeah, I mean it's scary if you're a kid. Right, for sure. Nangle, do you have a first scary movie memory? Uh, I don't know what it was called, but it was at a sleepover at uh, my friend Christiana's house, and I remember it because I think it was one of my first big sleepovers. And she lived in a single house, which what like meaning it wasn't attached to any other houses. Right. And that was the coolest yeah. thing. <laughs> uh, but um, we that I remember that because we watched this and it had to do with like cheerleaders and it was like a high school. And maybe somebody can let us know what it is, because all I really remember is this scene where somebody kills somebody and then buries them on the football field. And then the the guy who does it, I guess, or knows about it, plays football, and then he's at football practice or a football game, and he's, like, lining up to tackle whatever that is. And he looks down, and he, see, he can see a hand or fingers, like, coming up. Not that the person was, like, coming back to life, but he didn't bury them well enough. Whoa. And, he, and so he can just see it, and he's, like, trying to – and this is – I could have remembered it completely wrong. Um, and he's just, like, trying to, like, cover it up, like, oh, shit, oh, shit, like, someone's going to see this hand in this football field. And I also remember that because it was the same way I learned what sex was. Whoa. Um, you had yeah. sex with that hand? No, I just, it was a separate, whole separate thing. <laughs> <laughs> I learned what sex was. I learned what sex was, uh, we were in like fifth grade, I think, um, from a joke someone told. My parents never told me any, anything to this yeah. day. Like, we just don't talk about it. And someone told a joke and I, and I just remember going, oh, 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 the penis goes in the vagina. Okay, that's what sex is. <laughs> wow. You Heter- just learned. <laughs> yeah. Heterosex. I'm writing this down. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, uh, I mean, the, I have a, I, I, we might, if this is too dark, we can edit this out. But the truth is that my first scary movies, uh, I went to, my parents sent me to this like really cheap kindergarten. Uh-huh. And uh, the, the people there were abusive and they would screen horror movies for all the kids during Jesus nap time. Jesus Christ. So I saw like Amityville and like I, I didn't know. I was well, so young. Why? What was there? Was they were a- just fucked up. And like the school got shut down eventually because they like were caught abusing the kids. Oh was God. this the satanic one that was like a news sensation? No. That was a different one. Different one. But they, they would just show us. Full blown. There's a oh th- there's a movie that I have a memory of that I know, don't know what it is. Uh-huh. Where a guy is in a shower and bugs are crawling out of his mouth. Whoa! And I don't know what it's from. And I, I like. There's no way for me. That I I've Googled it. I can't find the He's thing. He's not gonna get clean. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's that's the real the real story of the first horror movies I saw was I didn't know they were horror movies. Yeah. We were just being shown this stuff every day. Oh my <laughs> Why did you feel like you had to lie to us? Because I, because I, that, so that story's some, I've told that story before and some people are like, Jesus, dude. That's too dark. That's fucking awful. <laughs> and so I didn't want to bring down the vibe. Yeah. But um, Predator was the first one my parents showed me. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. I learned from, about hardcore pornography, uh, or I saw my first hardcore pornography at age eight. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, so let's see. <clears throat> so let's see. Uh, so th- there's a moment I like. It. Uh, the girls go into the kitchen to make snacks, and one of them offers uh, crushed cookies and ice cream. She says, "Like, let's have crushed cookies and ice cream." And then she says, "I invented it." 
a fucking liar. What? She's Ben or Jerry? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I also like that one of the, what, I, we haven't talked about any of the clothes that these people are wearing yes. other than negligees. Great point. One of the dudes is wearing like a t-shirt that goes down like almost past his knees. Right. <laughs> which is not a fashion. Like it's not like an 80s fashion. No. Like he looks like he's wearing a dress. Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with a guy wearing a dress, but he's not wearing it like uh, like he's not activated to wear it. Right. Like yeah. he's wearing it because he's a garbage. I think that was a style. I do think that was. A it do? was like he was yeah. bigger and then he got shrunk. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the so about the uh, weird Eddie shows up outside again, uh, and then basically explains what the augers are. Oh, before this happens, Kelly starts digging around and 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 like. She's she, this is the undercover agent, the Dana Plato character. She's digging around for clues, and Tony catches her. Tony is the hunky guy with sunglasses, takes off his sunglasses. We see his eyes glow green. We know something is up with Tony. Um, and then uh, Weird Eddie shows up outside and explains how what all the augers are, and then hands Danny a laser gun he invented. <laughs> yeah. Danny's the little kid. And so there's just scenes of like Danny with like a fucking <laughs> laser gun just killing augers. Yeah. It's such a wild element. It really takes a left turn. It really does. <laughs> You're like, oh, Oh, I get this game. This is I'm putting these people in the same like five traps over and over and right. over again. But then there's like like a gun given yeah. to a still child. I don't understand how how the traps are like don't the augers so when they go down the basement, isn't that where they want to be anyway? Isn't that where the blood is? Are my, they helping them? My guess is they must be like confined somehow. Like they, they, the Mr. Martin who designed this, call me Victor, uh, did, I think <laughs> had a, must have a way that they, they fall down a chute and they're like entrapped so they I can see. be. Okay. They're night trapped. They're night trapped. <laughs> they, exactly. They are night trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the number of augers is also distressing. There are so many. Yeah. There's like 70, 80 augers. Yeah. Like that's a. That's an infestation. I was reading that I think there could be up to 100. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of augers. That's enough for a sort of paramilitary outfit to come through. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so it ends up, so Nangle, what you were talking about, Tony telling, warning the girls, that pays off when Tony confronts Kelly, the undercover agent, says he was trying to stop them because the augers got in his way. And you, so you have to kill Tony. You have to kill off the hunk uh, to survive at this point because he is actually a secret vampire. Kelly Radio's Mike, who's outside, and he gets killed immediately. Again, these scat agents—they just fucking suck. They yeah. all just get fucking iced as soon as they show up. Oh, do you guys see the part where the uh, where uh, I think Lisa tastes the popsicle? Might not be Lisa. One of them tastes the popsicle, and it and she's like, "It tastes like blood." <laughs> <laughs> the frozen red block that was in there earlier. Yeah, yeah. They they made frozen blood treats for themselves. Sick fucks. So she's she's not only she recognizes the taste of blood, yes. but the taste of chilled blood. Right. Because I don't like maybe I'd be like, oh, this meta- I've been punched in the mouth. I know like the taste right. of blood. But like I don't know that I would be like, oh, cold blood. I know that taste. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean I, I think it's maybe possible, but I would certainly just be I'd be like, what the fuck is this? We you should know? try it. <laughs> All right, we'll drain. Looking right at me. <laughs> we'll drain one of us of blood, and then uh, not it, and then we'll uh, we'll freeze it and see how it tastes. Um, so yeah, we have this Kelly Last Girl sequence. All of Scat shows up. The Martins display all their vampire superpowers. They can't be harmed by bullets. They have like fucking lightning shit, like the uh, the Emperor from Return of the Jedi. They can shoot out of their fingers. They start killing the augers, and you have to kill the Martins one by one with traps, uh, and then you finally. Uh, oh, so so in an ironic reversal, you kill Victor Martin in the bathroom with his own trap, and then this happens. 
<laughs> um, I just like I just like how he's like the wall trap. <laughs> he went right to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knows where it's located. Yeah. He designed all of these, and then he's surprised when it gets triggered. My favorite thing about those parents is that their kids don't have their accents. Yes. What <laughs> like, is going on? One like, of the kids is like Italian. Well, we'll have our own party tonight. <laughs> and the kids are like, yeah, dad, you fucking, you, you go out and have a fucking party. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I, what I like about the parents is they seem really in love. They do. <laughs> they do. They do. They do. They like it's sweet. The scat people like com- say something about like complimenting the dad on his evilness, and he's like, "It's really on my wife." And she's like, "I have to give all the credit to my husband." <laughs> oh, mom and dad, you're fucking gross. <laughs> so if you make it all the way through the end, uh, if you kill enough augers and and you don't auto auto lose by having by accidentally killing one of the girls with the traps or letting the aug- one of the girls get killed by the augers, you get a either the good end. Or the perfect ending if you don't miss any um, any augers where she's extra complimentary. But there's a thing you can do, which I found out. I didn't know. I found out uh, just doing some research on this. If you get the perfect ending, you can double cross Kelly, the Dana Plato character. And we actually have that clip right here. Nobody's ever done that. I knew I could count on you. Thanks. You are wonderful. And next time I'm on special assignment, I'm going to insist that you back me up. I'd go anywhere with you. And feel secure knowing that you were at the controls. <laughs> so she starts walking down a hallway. Nah, you wouldn't. And she she plunges to her death. <laughs> Wait. You win. <laughs> <laughs> What what Nangle? What was confusing about that? <laughs> I can think the most confusing thing is that she seems like she's in a, like an endless hole. <laughs> yeah, I think I guess that's how the night traps work. You just that's why the augers don't come back. You send they're them like deep, deep into. They're plummeting the forever. Yeah, they go to the Earth's core. But you see, like the way that she's talking, like she's she's great. Like she's a really sweet actress. And she's good. Like you do. Like it's like what I was saying before about like get you're kind of getting that feeling of like this girl like appreciates all I've done for her. <laughs> right. Like I don't have to be horrible to her now. Like she gets it. She gets it. <laughs> I uh, I played this. This uh, game with my girlfriend Mary. Yes, and not only is it her favorite game <laughs> of all time. It, as a result of this, or was it before? No, th- she she'd never played it before, and she's like, "This is amazing." Is it because you never talked to her like that? <laughs> Compliment. I never. Com- she no. She was like like eight. Like she was memorizing what rooms to, like she oh, didn't wow. give a fuck about the story. Right. Like she was just like, ah, I gotta get the augers, and then. Did you? Did anybody beat it on the Switch? We beat it on the Switch. Not wow. on the Switch. Wow. I always play it, play it on Steam. Okay, so after it ends, a huge number of the people on this production are dead. Uh-huh. And it says, in the memory of, and lists <laughs> a lo- enough people that I was like, right. oh, it's like a funny joke about how many people died in the game. But then I looked them up, and they were all actually dead. Oh, my wow. God. So there might be like a curse of yeah. night trap. Uh there may be a curse of night trap, but one person who did not was not befallen by the curse of night trap. This is something you found Heather Don Burgess the director of photography. Yes, he he goes on from Night Trap 
to to be the DP of Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, <laughs> Contact, Castaway, Spider Man. It's so it's like if if the Monster Mash was written by Bob Dylan. <laughs> So bizarre. What, what was the production like? It, was this all filmed in like two days or five months? I like think. It, I think they had a few weeks. They were they shot it over. It, they had a substantial budget behind it. Yeah, it was one point two million dollars. One of the most expensive games ever made at the time. They had an enormous script, and in like the supplementary materials on the Switch, you can also see like the timeline that they had to make because it was it's this gigantic. Nobody had done this before, so the document is unusual on every level because they also had to invent the language by which they described that while one thing is happening, another thing is happening. It was all, it's almost like scripting unedited footage for an editing bay. Yeah. Like imagine that you were like, Hey, here's a, here's a simulator for like, here's an avid simulator. And we're going to (laughs) just, we're going to write all the footage. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's, I mean, I, I liked it. It's it's kind of an impressive achievement. I think it, you know it's a lot more playable in its form these days because the 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 ports that they've done now have the the video thumbnails are showing the action that's going on contemporaneously. Whereas in the original, it was just and you remember this uh, this Heather. It's just yeah. like still like icons. Yeah. So you have to just be be jumping around randomly trying to guess where the augers are going to be and waiting for that loading screen every single right. time. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it's gotten a lot more playable. Um, Do you know what's crazy about this is that, like, they saved the film footage to to remaster it. Right. Like, can you imagine holding on to the Night Trap footage for 25 <laughs> fucking years? <laughs> yes. Um, well, uh, let's get to our let's get to our final thoughts here. It's time for the review crew. <laughs> So we're each going to say something positive review and give this crew. game the review crew. That's so stupid. I think it's pretty great. Okay. I like review crew. I don't like augers. But here's my positive thing. The sound, the music sting that is played when the augers enter has been stuck in my head all week. It is so fucking catchy and it's great and it's ominous and it like it just cues things up per- perfectly. Matt, do you have that cue? I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of rules. It's so good. <laughs> and you hear this like 200 times over the course of the game and you never get sick of it. No. It's so it's so so good. Um I'm going to give it a 4.9. Uh, Heather Ann Campbell. Uh, I thought this game was surprisingly good. I I was shocked at how much I enjoyed it. Um, I think that like an interactive B-movie simulator is fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking great. And it's fun to play with more than one person. Like one person like shouting at the other person, living room! Because like it's hard to follow all of the footage all at once. For sure. So- I was I was pleasantly surprised by Night Trap. Like what I I could say a lot of positive things about it. Wow. A lot. Well, pick one. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Um I've always wanted to go to a slumber party like that and Aww. and like hang out with a bunch of girls all having fun. Hmm. Uh and so getting to imagine that I was there and we were all having fun together was really 
was a really good time. And I, I was glad they invited me. <laughs> Look what you that did, was, Nick. That was darker than your story about your kindergarten showing horror movies. <laughs> I give Night Trap 8.5. Wow. Wow. Uh, Matt Apodaca. Uh, I will say that I, I found it very, very satisfying to, to trap the augers. It is very fun to watch them get either flipped over on a bed or right. something or to fall down a big hole, slide down the stairs. There's a lot of really silly traps uh it something i have been thinking about though is that like if they have the if we are in control we work for scat right and we're in control of the the traps Mm. why don't we just disable the traps why why do we have to use them why don't we just disable them and then the augers well i guess then the augers don't have anywhere to go uh, the game's confusing uh (laughs) but but, uh trapping them was very fun i think uh i i'd give it uh, like three, three or four. Okay, uh, three or four. Who cares? <laughs> Nangle your thoughts, your your positive uh, thing, and your uh, review score. Well, my positive thing is I just love the word augers. <laughs> it's the God damn exact it. right word. Fuck. Um, I think that uh, the thing that uh, that I I didn't like about it was I've just I've been to so many sleepovers. I've just been what? invited to so many. <laughs> And I just so many that it's like just I'm like bored of that. What I do guess they like? it's it's fun. You're giggling. There's so much giggling. You're getting snacks. Oh. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, I know, I know. I've been there. I'm like numb snacks. to that feeling at this point. You know. Um, so I'm uh, hungry. <laughs> um, uh, so yes, but also knowing the. Uh, like all this history, like I guess the uh, the audacity of it is pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, like for just to invent all that stuff. So um, I will give it a five point one. Five point one. Five point one. That's nice. Not bad. Know. It's out of a million, right? Yeah, out of one million. <laughs> uh, and those were our takes. But hey, maybe we're wrong. Usually say maybe we're wrong. Oh, after. I do. I don't know. I thought we were both said it. You, go you ahead. Go okay, ahead. Okay, on, the count of, on the count of three. Hey. W- one. Oh, wait. Go ahead. Hey, those were our thoughts, but hey. Wait, I've said hey twice. That's weird. Those oh, were our thoughts. But keep, hey. Can we keep all of this? Yeah, we'll keep all of this. Okay, great. But hey, those were our thoughts. Maybe. But maybe we're wrong. <laughs> maybe we're wrong. Perfect. <laughs> um, I have a review. So we have, we have some reviews from other sources that perhaps contradict what we think or agree, agree with it, but they're interesting either way. Here's one from a December 1992 issue of Game Pro magazine. So this was around the time that the game was actually released. Score four out of five. Quote, even non-Sega CD gamers should check out Night Trap to see the Sega CD's potential. The game is fascinating to watch, very entertaining, moderately challenging, and easy to play. More importantly, unattached, beautiful females between the ages of 16 and 19 need you. Oh, my God. In the meantime, game pros have the guts command. If you wander into Night Trap, look out for the boogeyman. Don't save them if they have boyfriends. (laughs) Yeah. They're unattached, and they're between the ages of 16 and 19. But that's in the instruction manual. I sent you guys. It's like the first page is like unattached, single female. And you're like, why? What is that important? They're really leaning on it. Let that bitch die. (laughs) Um, I've got got a review that that may have been written by my former boss, who's come up on this podcast before. Uh, This is from Die Hard Game Fan, February 1994. Now, I liked Night Trap so much. 
my reviews are going to be negative. Uh, so what's the big deal with these congressional boneheads? Not only is this game as mild as they get, Beach Blanket Bingo had more skin. But you have to switch around camera angles so you never get to catch it anyway. This is just a lame VCR game or a really bad movie. Either way, it has no business on any game system. I don't care how good it looks. Personally, I'd rather watch paint dry. Conclusion? Congress needs a life. Get a Uh, Hey, speaking of Congress, that leads me to my next review. This review actually comes from one of the worst politicians of our lifetimes, Connecticut Senator Joe Lieberman, from that 1993 Senate committee hearing on violence in video games. The second game is Night Trap, which is a game set in a sorority house. The object is to keep hooded men from hanging the young woman from a hook or drilling their necks with a tool designed to drain their blood. Night Trap uses actual actors and achieves an unprecedented level of realism. Wrong. What is particularly (laughs) troubling about the scene uh, in this uh, film that that we have an extract of is a graphic depiction of the violence against women with uh, strong overtones of sexual violence. I find this segment deeply offensive and believe that it simply should be taken off the market. Like, he fucking actually cares about it. Yeah, like, right. it's so weird. Right. Also, yeah, also, too, it's just, that's the face of someone who got rock hard watching this clip. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then voted for the Iraq War. Fuck yeah. him. Uh, uh, Ed, Heather, do you have any more? Yeah, I do. This is from Next Generation, issue five. I love Next Gen. Yeah. Uh, I used to write for uh, Next Gen. Uh, so um, I'm going to read it in a British accent because it's a British magazine. Sure. This is still one of the most crashing bores ever released. Dana Plato, miniskirts and drills in the neck, notwithstanding, not, notwithstanding, this is a non-game, folks. Just forget it. Leave it alone. Let it die. <laughs> one out of five. Wow. 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 Is, that, is that a good British accent? Very good. I, that was yeah. great. Do you think that, like, if I did that at a slumber party, that people would laugh and we'd have a fun time? Probably um, not, but not now. <laughs> yeah, maybe no. No, I don't think so. I don't think at any. There's point. not like an impression thing at like slumber parties. Yeah, it's not like part of it. You, no, you like take the tennis racket and you do like an impression into it. You're like, mm-hmm. hello, oh, oh, I'm British. Yes, it's just like very clear. You've never been the one. Now, now you eat yeah. snacks. Yeah, I remember playing Get Mario snacks. Kart. <laughs> Wait, you went to slumber parties? Yeah, I was too? at slumber parties. <laughs> shit. Maybe you bunch. do a weird thing in your sleep. Maybe people don't, because you see, you stand in corners and point at people. <laughs> <laughs> and that's who invites you over. It's time for the question block. Okay. Uh, so we got we got some questions, uh, and here we go. Uh, this one says, uh, I remember there was a, this is from, at Herbie is good. He says, I, uh, I remember there was a rumor about this game that it had an ending with an uncensored sex scene. What gaming urban legends did you hear growing up? I already mentioned this on the the uh, episode we did with uh, the episode we did about the Dragon's Lair, which is that one of the kids at school said that there was a you, if you hit Arthur and Ghosts and Goblins exactly right after he he knocked off his armor and he was just in a, his underwear. If you hit him again just right, you could knock off his underwear too, and he'd be uh, just a nude man. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I'm trying to think of another one I heard. I mean, certainly I, like the nude code for Tomb Raider yeah, was a big one. Yeah, nude code for Tomb Raider is the one that I remember. It's like 
That was the one. Right. That there was there had to be one. Uh that you could shoot the dog and duck hunt, yeah, which you can never I do. That. Yeah, I remember hearing that yeah. one. Mm. Uh but um yeah, I I I think a lot of them were uh, were Oh, How you know about- what? I did hear one. I heard one I heard you could make the the female character take off all her clothes and kill her instinct. That there was a way you could do that like as like a as like a special move. Yeah. I I heard that if you f- paused just right you could see Chun-Li's panties during the um, uh, flying bird Oh, kick. yes. I've heard that one. And also that you could fight against Shen Long in Street Fighter. If yes, you yeah. inputted a code, but that was an April Fool's joke. That was an EGM prank, that, but that just got people thought it was real and they, they didn't understand it. Yeah. Um, and it just got circulated forever. And uh, then there was a code you could enter to get invited to a sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. You probably didn't try hard enough. Right? <laughs> you didn't try enough buttons in different configurations. It's fine. It, it, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> Uh, this one says, uh, well, this is just a comment more than anything. It says, the fact that a Nintendo spokesperson told the Senate that Night Trap will never appear on a N- Nintendo system, and it showed up on the Switch a few months ago with basically zero fanfare, it's not even rated M. You but- know, the guy who who did that quote was, I think, the VP of Nintendo. Uh, Howard uh-huh. Lincoln. Yeah. Wasn't he the star of the comics in Nintendo Power? Uh, yeah. I think it was, at, uh, wait, it was like Nestor, Nestor and, and Howard? Like, yeah. Yeah, Nestor and Howard. I don't know if it was Howard. That was Howard Lincoln or a different Howard who worked at Nintendo. Oh, it was it was a Howard from Nintendo. It might have been. I always thought it was Howard Lincoln, but I think I read later that it was actually like a different Howard. So while you guys were having sleepovers, I was like reading comics from Nintendo Power. Yeah, yeah. I mean we read those at the sleepovers. Yeah, we read <laughs> yeah. in Irish accents. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one, this one is from at McNyers. What? What games are best formatted for playing one-handed? Jesus Christ. Ew, wait. Is that a fucking jack-off thing? What? Uh... Uh, there's a controller that was released for, um, horny games in Japan that's a one-handed controller. Mm. And as a younger person, I was like, why would you only want to play it with one hand? But now I know it's because that way you can touch your penis. (laughs) You can play, uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu with one hand if you have the, if you're Switch docked. Cause the, oh sure, because the, the, the controller is a Pokeball, right? Usually, but if you don't have the Pokeball uh, controller, uh, it's just w- either left or right uh, uh, Joy-Con, right? That's that's a Although great we, answer. We should at at McNair's, we should apologize in the event that you only have one. That's hand, true, oh boy, and boy, that's the, why you're asking. This seems super insensitive. He had no yes. idea this was a horny game. And well, his his name on Twitter is Biscuit Dough Hands Man. So, yeah, so maybe, maybe he does have hands. Yeah. Might, I assume he has multiple hands, but that could also be like an ironic sort of like taking ownership sort of thing. Yeah. Of like, His avatar looks like a cartoon penis. It, I think this guy's horny shit. I don't think shit. we know enough about <laughs> A lot of the people were very horny. One-handed men can be horny. Man, That's true. that was really... Trust me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, to, that, to that point, uh, th- this is from at uh, Jesse and Clark. Not a question, really, but I think it's a good. It's good that a game can be horny. It can be horny and also good in other ways. And sometimes being horny is okay. Thank you. <laughs> I agree. I think it's fine to have a, a horny game. I think it's fine to have a game that you want to play that's that's sexualized. I don't know. What do you guys think? I I I got I got no problem with it. As long as it's not like fucking criminal, you know, is what you're doing. It's I think it's fine. What? Well, like if it's like a like a really depraved game where you're doing some sort of criminal acts, I'm like that, that's so just like, prob- not what healthy. About, what about the game where you're like you fire panties out of a gun? Like what was like panty to clothe women? No, no, you, <laughs> no. You've you, there's like your enemies are girls. Uh-huh. 
And you'd like fire your gun shoots panties. I think that's technically legal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I better hope so. They do that at like basketball yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Like, uh, a, like a t-shirt cannon. Like a t-shirt yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Christine Angle, thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. Do you have anything you would like to plug at this time? Um, Nangang. Uh, <laughs> at Nanglish on Twitter. Uh, that's pretty much it. You know, donate to races. R-A-I. Yeah. C-E-S. Yeah. Yeah. And don't donate to racists, Nick. Oh, <laughs> my God, Nick. Someone please draw a, fo- uh, draw a picture of what Nick did with his arm when he said that. <laughs> when he had that idea. Yeah, like a cartoon collegiate owl. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, still looking for a sign-off, hashtag goodbyger. Let me know if you have any questions or comments for the question block at Pod on social media. And hey, guys, I guess that about wraps it up for this episode. So, uh, oh, oh, fuck. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we can get the fuck out of here. Matt, tell us next week's game. Next week's game is Technocop. Oh, fuck that. Let the augers kill us. Oh, God.